Let's please turn to the book of Proverbs. To the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 1. I'll give you a minute to look that up, and after you find Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, if you please stand to honor the reading of his word. Just as we read this verse. Proverbs is such a wonderful book. They all are, but uh, inside the Bible. But there's some that just really speak to me. That's just one of them. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1. And it says this. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Oh, I got to say it again. I got to say it again. So just really speak. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1 says, The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. One of my favorite animals in the whole wide world, and I got a lot that I like a lot, but I really love lions. I've always loved lions. When I was a kid, I used to have bad dreams about lions. Maybe it was because one of the Disney rides I saw as a child had animatronic lions, and they would roar real loud. I mean, not so much loud, but they looked like they had sharp teeth. And it used to give me nightmares as a kid. We had pictures of them on records and books and things. And that would scare me. But I was always a little terrified, yet I loved them, too, because they looked so mighty and massive. And I loved them. I loved a lion. Uh, but not that long ago, I spoke about lions a little bit. But I love a lion. Uh, there's different lion characters that I love a lot. I won't go into all of them, but I will talk about a couple of them. When as a, as a child, one of my favorite lion characters, I loved it a lot. There's different ones, a uh, character named Lion-O from an old show called Thundercats. A couple of others I liked a lot, but one of my favorites was the Cowardly Lion. I loved the Cowardly Lion because I love Wizard of Oz. I always did. In fact, I almost wore a tie today of him, but that would have been kind of the opposite of what I wanted to say today about a lion because I, I have so many ties. But the truth is, is uh, that was the opposite message I wanted to give today. So I didn't wear that. But the fact is, I loved the Cowardly Lion. He was played by Burt Lore and did such a great, great job. He really did. Cowardly Lion was a tremendous character, but he was afraid of everything. I mean, he was so afraid. He was even afraid of his own tail, if you recall. I love the Cowardly Lion. You remember, you remember in the movie, he said, put him up, put him up, he said. And, and, and then, and then uh, he would say that. And then if, if anyone even, he, he goes, put one paw behind my back. He acted like he could do anything. But the moment that, that Dorothy slapped back, what did he do? I started crying. And so many people are like that. They act so tough and, and tell someone does anything back. And then suddenly they're not that tough anyway. So we'll talk about that. So I love the Cowardly Lion. And there was another, there was another character, a lion. Like I said, there's a lot of them I liked. But one of them I liked was Simba. Simba from The Lion King. I really liked that character. Now, Simba ran away when he was a kid because, you know, his uncle lied to him on the star. Lied to him and he, uh, he ran away and he, he, Thought back on his failings, his, his whole childhood life in Mateo, he's a young adult. He was afraid of his failings, but he had to come back and face his fears. And he stood up and stood strong. He was no longer a coward. He was a strong lion, and he became king. In reality, the cowardly lion also stood up to his fears, and he became a hero in the end. And he even had that little medal because of it. But either way, I like those two characters because they faced their fears in the end. They were no longer cowards, and those lions became mighty uh, against all the failings that they once had. And the title of today's sermon is, Who's Lion Now? Who's Lion Now? I know it's a little play on the words, but it's true. Who's Lion Now? And a lion in the Bible is a symbol, a symbol of several things. 
a symbol of Jesus. Or wait a minute, I, I thought that was a, a lamb as a symbol of Jesus. Well, we'll get into that today. In fact, I, I told you I almost wore a tie of the Cowardly Lion. I almost did. But instead I chose to wear a tie that was more symbolic and truthful to what we're going to talk about. That's a tie that has a, um, a, the lion, the lamb, and the dove, the dove being the Holy Spirit. So that's what I wore, the lion, the lamb, and the dove. But we're going to talk about that a little bit today, about what these represent. First of all, we are to have courage in this world. We're to have courage in this world. We're to have courage because we are to be bold as a lion, as we spoke a while ago. But really not us. Let's make this clear. We're not to be bold as a lion. No, not us. I know a lot of times I say, well, I'm bold, I'm strong. Well, it's not supposed to be us that's bold. We're not to lean to our own understanding. I know I say that a lot. But we're not to lean to our own understanding, to our own knowledge, to our own know-how, to our own courage. But we're to lean on the courage and power and might of God, to the power and might and, and, and power and know-how of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who lives within us and is never leaves us, never forsakes us, and is with us always. Always. So we can have courage in this dark world. But we, and by we, I mean he through us, is to expose the false works and false words of the darkness around us. Right now, we live in a world that has all sorts of teachers and preachers that are false. We need to know that. Now, there's going to be a sermon coming up, at maybe two, depending on how I do it. But we're going to have uh, sermons that speak about different kinds of preachers and teachers. But I'm going to go ahead and mention it now. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to be courageous. It's time to speak about this stuff. There are preachers who are known as prosperity preachers. These prosperity preachers, um, are, are they, they like to preach false teachings about riches and happiness into the riches that, that we're supposed to supposedly get. But these are false teachings. They talk about having happiness in these things. These are half-truths. They take little bits of the scripture, and they change the meaning behind it. This is what, what the Bible tells us to do. And they don't want to offend people. And you know why they don't want to offend people? They, now, not all of them are this way, but most of them, they don't want to offend people. They, they don't want to tell the whole truth, just half-truths. And why? Because a lot of times, most of the times, they want to get people into their sanctuary so those people can give money. And they do that so they can live off their, their, their cash. They live off that so they don't want to tell them the full truth about what the Word says about lifestyles and other things. That's what they do. And so they need to teach the full gospel. That is the whole gospel. That's what they need to do. But they don't most of the time. These prosperity preachers are teaching falsities, and they're teaching their own lifestyle, their own ways, their own understanding. And it's not true. And so they, they also will try to tell you that you're incorrect and also ungodly if you don't believe their way. And even if you try to show them that uh, these things are incorrect, they'll try to say how evil you are and not of God. These are half-truths that, that we don't need to be going by. We need to have courage to stand up to these things. Then there's another side of, of these uh, different types of teachers and preachers. They're on a completely different side of the aisle. And that is you, you have the prosperity preachers, and then you have the progressive, the progressive teachers and preachers. The progressive preachers and teachers, they preach, preach and teach false teachings uh, to do whatever makes you happy. Different lifestyles, different things that the Bible says is wrong. But they say, no, 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 whatever makes you happy. So they take half-truths, they split up different parts of the gospel, and they don't teach the whole truth, just like the prosperity preachers and teachers. But they, they land on the different side. The one thing they do have in common is that they don't want to offend people. So that what they will oftentimes do is change the word of God to try to make it mean what they want it to mean. But we're not to do that. Once again, we need to teach the full 
gospel, the whole gospel, the complete gospel truth. We're not to go along. We're not to go along with the darkness and the ways of the world. We're to have courage to stand up and say these ways are wrong. But pastor, are you saying that you're right again? No. We're to be in the middle and stay on the word of God, the full truth, because we, we are not correct. In order to be saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, we have to say we're incorrect. We have to say, I am dying and going to hell, but it's by the blood of Jesus Christ and the faith through the grace of Jesus that I'm saved. Amen? Amen. And it's only by that. We have to call these people out. I'm not saying by name. I will do that, but it'll be on a Sunday night where I'm not on uh, on camera in front of everybody because I, I still try to be respectful and kind, but I will do it. But if you want to hear it and you're watching at home, come on in. Six o'clock here in just about a month, and I'll tell you when. But if you want to be prosperous, be prosperous by faith in his word so that you can grow spiritually, not by wealth. That's not how we grow. God can help us through our hard times and, and things, but we prosper by our faith. If you want to be progressive, good. Progress in your faith. It's not by living lifestyles that God says is wrong, and he does say certain things are wrong. But I want to be happy. Good, be happy in faith. Be happy in the Lord. Be happy following him, not you. These are the things we are to do. Let's look at what it says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 says this. It says, and do not have fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Instead, expose them. We're to expose them. Pastor, do you get happy saying these types of things about progressive and, and prosperity? No, of course not. I still love them. I'm not saying they're not saved. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying that at all. I, I'm not the one to say that. I'm not their judge, although I can use judgment. But I am to say this, that we are not to go with those things, and we're not to be fraudulent. We're not to do that. We'll, but we're to be honest. It says in the book of Psalms, chapter 27, Verse 14, Psalm 27, verse 14 says, wait on the Lord, be strong, and may your heart be stout. Wait on the Lord. So we need to wait on the Lord and do what he tells us to do, not to do the things of the world, not to do the things of these people that are progressive, not to do these things of people that go into prosperity and all. The thing that I notice a lot of these teachers will do They'll make you doubt yourself, make you think that you're wrong all the time. Take it from someone who's had so many self-doubt moments in his life. The last thing you need to do is someone that, that make someone believe in themselves that they're nothing. That is so evil. I, look, I, I've had so many uh, insecure moments in my life. But here's the thing that I've had to learn. On my own, I am nothing. But with Jesus Christ, all things are possible. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Not because of the me, but because of he who lives within me, Jesus Christ. Amen? I can guarantee you it's not me. I can't get up here on my own. I promise you that. But the first time they, uh, I had to get up and preach behind the pulpit, you should have seen me. My legs were da -da 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 -da, knocking against each other. People kept checking on the door. I'm joking now. But people were checking on the door. Hey, someone's knocking at the door. No, that was my knees, man. I was so nervous. I was uh, uh, stuttering like an old Don Knotts movie. I mean, to tell you, it was a, I was nervous as all get out. But with God, all things are possible. I'm not the perfect speaker. and don't have to say amen on that. But I'll tell you this. The, the Lord God has helped me to get over those fears, to get over those things. I can stand up. And even with my bad knees, at times I had to get up from away from this chair. I had to do what I can do because God can change us when we follow him. It's not about my power. I don't have power. 
Oh no, but the Lord does and he can change us. He can give us the courage to do the things that we don't want to do. And with that, let's now turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. Oh, talk about changing. Peter, boy, Peter was a coward. Peter was a coward. Peter, oh, he thought he was mighty. Oh, he thought he was mighty. He thought he could do anything, but he couldn't until God got in him. And one by one, Jesus changed him, molded him, made him, sanded away all the rough edges. And let me tell you something, we got rough edges. You don't think so? Let me tell you, we do. We got rough edges. And sometimes we get hurt with our rough edges, but God can change us slow but sure. So let's now turn to uh, 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 5. This is what it says in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I want you to listen to this, especially when we get to verse 8. Because we need to remember something. We've been talking about lions. We've got a lot to say about lions. But there is a lion who's sitting in this world who tries to scare us and wants us not to have courage. Or is he a lion? Is he a lion? Or is he wearing a lion mask? Is he pretending to be a lion? You know, Bert Lohr, we mentioned a while ago, played the cowardly lion. It wasn't a real lion. It was a man dressed like a lion. Oh, he did good, didn't he? But here's the thing. We need to remember there's someone in this world who wants you to think he's a mighty, massive lion. He's actually a fraudulent lion to bring fear and fictitious royal power that he doesn't have. But he wants you to think that he is mighty. He is a fraudulent lion to bring fear and fictitious royal power that he doesn't own. Let's get into that. So let me read this whole thing, and then I'm going to point it back out when we get to verse number 8. We'll mention it again here in a little bit. Okay. Chapter 5 of 1 Peter 1 through 11. I exhort the elders who are among you as one who is also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ as well as a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you. Take care of them. Not be a, a constraint, but willingly, not for dis, dishonest gain, but eagerly. Do not lord over those in your charge, but be examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, now that shepherd, we're talking about Christ, the chief shepherd, that's why it's capitalized. When the chief shepherd appears, you will receive a crown of glory that will not fade away. Now, I want you to remember that it will not fade away. We're not going to lose salvation. Can't happen. Now, then we go to verse five. Likewise, you younger ones, you younger ones. Submit yourselves to the elders. And we're talking about younger in spirit, okay? This doesn't necessarily age, but age as well. Likewise, you younger ones, submit yourselves to the elders. Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and clothe yourselves with humility. It's important, humility. Because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. I love this verse. This verse, uh, chapter 5 of First Peter, verse 7. I love this verse. It says, cast all your care upon him because he cares for you. I have to tell myself that every day. He cares for us. Put all our cares on him. Now, here we go. Here we go. Verse number 8. This is the big one. Be sober and watchful because your adversary, your enemy, your adversary, the devil, Walks around as a roaring lion. Now, I want to say that again. 
Is he, he does it say he walks around and he's a roaring lion? He's a roaring lion. No, he walks around like, as, like, pretending to be, puts on the mask. And he, or look at me. I can imagine trying, trying to sound like a roaring lion, but he's not. He walks around as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, eat up. He may devour. Resist him firmly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are experienced by your, the brotherhood, meaning your brothers and sisters in Christ. Resist him. Don't give in to the temptations. Don't give in to those things. Don't go around with him. Don't be afraid. Don't be cowardly. Don't go over there and say, oh, I can't do anything. Remember, greater is he was in you than he was of the world, First John 4, 4. Greater is he was in you than he was of the world. Don't worry about all those things. Stand up. Okay, now I'll go on from there. But after, and this is verse 10, after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called us to his eternal glory through Christ Jesus will restore, support, strengthen, and establish you. In other words, you're going to suffer a little while. You're going to go through things in this world, but you're not done. You're not done. Don't, don't tap out. Don't, don't be done with it. You're not done. Don't, don't you give out. Come on now. Come on. We're, we're not, don't stay down for the count. Get back up, Rocky Balboa. Get back up. We're not out of here yet. It says, to, verse 11, to him, talking about Jesus now, not, not the man with the gloves, not us Christians. We're not going to get prideful like these prosperity folk. We're not going to be prideful like these progressive teachers. No, we're not going to do that. -uh. It says, to him, to Jesus, to Jesus, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, I know I'm getting worked up. You know I'm about to jump up off this thing because I can't help myself. I'm all pumped up because we are not to be concerned about this fraudulent lion, this fraudulent goofball in a costume trying to scare us all, going around there with a, a little fake uh, uh, hair around him, rawr, trying to scare us. You know why? He's already lost the battle. He's already lost the fight. He's putting on a little show, a little mask, trying to pretend to be a lion. Folks, Greater is Christ who's in you. Don't be like the cowardly lion. Don't be like this, running from fear of what others say and do, because a lot of people do that nowadays. Well, I don't want to upset my neighbor. I know we're to love our neighbor, but that doesn't mean that you go along and love all the things that they say and do. That doesn't mean that we're to love the things of the world. We may love the people of the world, but we don't love what they say and do. And remember this about the lost. Remember this about the lost. They're hellbound. They're hellbound. We're to fear them not and we're to follow them not fear them not follow them not fear what they're about to go through pray for them but if you go along with them because you're afraid of what they may say and do in a way in a way in a way you're saying well you're letting them go there and you're not trying to help them by showing them what is right now i'm not talking about being in their face and yelling at them screaming at them, barking at them i'm not saying that but don't back down be bold as a lion this is what it says in the book of revelation well, it says a lot of things, but the book of Revelation chapter 21 was well, near the end. I mean, the book of Revelation only has 22 chapters. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, says this. Now, I want you to understand this is about the lost. This is about the people who are about to go to their judgment time. This is about the people who are about to go to their second death. And what does that mean, second death? They die twice? It means they've already died physically, and now they're about to go through a spiritual judgment. It means they're about to go to the lake of fire. Listen what it says. It says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 8, but the cowardly, the unbelieving, the abominable, 
the murderers, the sexually immoral, the immoral, the sorcerers, the idolaters, and all liars shall have their portion in the lake of fire, excuse me, the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. This is the second death. This is a horrible thing. This is why we don't want to be like a cowardly lion. We should allow the lion of Christ speak through us. We should allow that lion to speak out. Don't be like the cowardly lion and run away and, 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 and hug our tail and be afraid of every little thing. We need to stand up and let the lion of Christ speak through us, and we're going to get to that. This one it says in Psalm 112. Psalm 112, verse 7. Psalm 112, verse 7 says, He shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed, trusting in the Lord. We're not to be afraid of the evil things around us and the people around us and what they're going to say to us. Our hearts will be fixed trusting on the Lord. That's what we need to do. In the book of Proverbs, there's so many things I can read. And I'll, I'll read a few more things on that and I'll move on. But it says in Proverbs 24, verse 10, Proverbs 24, verse 10 says, If you faint in the day of your adversary, that's the enemy, your strength is small. Think about that. If we're going to faint, <laughs> the fan of what people say, and we see it all the time. I don't want to upset people. I don't either, folks. I'm not talking about being a jerk. Okay, I've been called a jerk many times. I have. I've been called a jerk many times because I don't go with the flow. But here's the thing I've learned. You might go with the flow. I used to go around high school and talk to everybody. I try to be friends with everyone. Everyone. With the nerds, I got along with them very well because I was one. And I'm a nerd. I'm a geek. <laughs> but I try to be friends with the, the sports people, you know, what they call the, the jocks at the time. I would go around with the, the freaks, and the, that's what they call the freaks and the geeks, the ones that call who did the drugs and all that stuff. And uh, I didn't agree with them, but I tried to be friends with them, and I did. I tried to be uh, friends with the, the preps, that's the real popular people. I wasn't one of them, but I got along with them. And by the time I was done, now here's what I didn't know. By the time I was done, everybody called me a friend. I didn't do that to be popular, and I wasn't necessarily popular, but I was friends with everyone. I didn't know what God was doing was training me. He was training me to be a pastor. I didn't know that. I didn't know what he was doing was training me to be a, a good Christian and love everyone and don't care about who they are, but love them for who they are here. I didn't know that. I had no idea. It doesn't matter what they are on the outside. It's who they are on the inside, who they know. <laughs> but the, the point is, is that God had me go around there, and the, I learned I had to be strong because we are to be a strong Christian and that we are to grow faint. Because I was very shy, very nervous. He's like, oh, not you. Yes, I was nervous and scared of them all. But I learned not to grow faint in those moments, but to grow strong and allow the strength of God to be seen in me. They knew that I loved them, even if I didn't like everything about them. And that's how we're to be. We are to have strength, strength not of the enemy and, and so we stand up to him, but so that the strength of Jesus can stand up in us. It says, Matthew 10, 28, Jesus said this. Matthew 10, Matthew chapter 10, verse 28 says, do not fear those who kill the body. Oh, because we're afraid of that a lot. We're afraid of what people around us are going to say, like I said, while I go about school. I was always afraid I was going to get beat up. Now, I was bigger than most of the people. So I had that strength. But I was also kind of a goofy kid. So, you know, we had people who a lot of times want to beat me up just to prove that, that they could. But it didn't happen. It says in Matthew 10, 28, do not fear those who could kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Folks, I'm trying to tell you is we need to quit worrying so much about what people are going to say on social media. Who cares? Who cares what the government says? 
I mean, I'm not saying don't show disrespect to the people, but come on, man. I'm not worried so much about what the, the, the social media says or, or people of, of uh, I love all of them. I do. I love them. I don't love all they say. I don't agree with, with all the political stuff going on on either side. What I do agree with is what the Bible says. And no matter what you believe politically or anything else, whether you're an elephant, whether you're a, a donkey, whether you're a rhino, whether no matter what you are, uh, I let the dove, I let the dove guide me where, how I vote, how I believe, how I do things. And we are to allow the lion to be what makes us bold. We are to boldly speak, and that's what we're supposed to do, allow the lion to be the one. Not to have fear, to be afraid to speak with what the Bible tells us to say. That's how we are to believe. That's how we are to speak. And I'll move on from there. Who's the lion now? Which lion is speaking out? Are we to be cowardly like the cowardly lion, following the fake lion, the false lion, the fraudulent lion? Or are we going to let the courageous lion speak through us? As I said earlier, we'd have the courageous lion, the lion, the true lion of Christ in us. As we quoted earlier, Proverbs 28, verse 1, and that is the key verse of the whole day. And I want you to quote this to yourself. And that continuously I want you to say, Proverbs 28, verse 1, The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. From this day forth, you need to be bold as a lion when people say, oh, but Christians are nice and loving and kind. Yes, 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 yes. But folks, Jesus was loving. Jesus was kind. Jesus was very loving to everyone. And yet, and yet, and yet the lion was bold when the Pharisees mocked and made fun and doubted him even being the son of God. What was he? He was bold and told him the truth. When people were misusing the church, misusing the, 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 uh, the tithe and offering, what did he do? Turned over the table. Oh, because he was a gentle little lamb? Yes, he was the lamb, the sacrificial lamb, not a gentle lamb who wouldn't even barely say, man. No, he was as bold as a lion because that's what he knew needed to be said. He was bold when he spoke to the Samaritan woman and said, you need to quit being with a man who isn't your husband. He was bold to the woman who said that you need to no longer go and sleep with men. He said, these people who want to stone you are no longer here, but you need to no longer live the way you're living. He was bold to the people who said, if you don't have uh, the, the Lord God in your heart, no longer ask me to be your, don't ask me to be your savior, you're going to go to hell. He was bold in those ways. We need to be loving and kind as a lamb, but yet be bold as a lion. That's how we need to be. Amen. Now, how is it that Jesus is a lamb and Jesus is a lion? How can that be? How can he be both a lion and a lamb? How can he go like a lamb and yet be like a lion? How can he be both? Well, let's look at that. He is the king of kings. He is. So, first of all, in Genesis, you're going to want to write this down. You're going to want to write this down. In Genesis chapter 49, verses 8 through 12. Jacob spoke to his sons when he was about to leave this world. And he spoke to all the sons about what they were and all that. And when he did, he told Judah, he told Judah this in, in chapter 49 of Genesis, verse 8 through 12. He said, Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hands shall be the neck of your enemies. He said, your father's sons will bow down before you. Judah is a lion's cub. From the prey, my son, 
from the prey, my son. You have gone up. He crouches and lies down like a lion. And as a lion, you uh, who dares rouse him? The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and to him will be the obedience of the people. He tethers his fowl and, uh, to the vine, and his colt to the choicest vine. He washes his garments in wine, his uh, clothes in the blood of the grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth whiter than milk. You see, from Judah would come David. From David would come Solomon. From Solomon would come both Mary and Joseph. From Mary would come Jesus Christ, as we know it. Jesus the Messiah. Jesus the Son of God. Jesus the Chosen. Jesus our Savior, our Lord and Savior, who came from the bloodline of Judah, the Lion. Jesus is the Lion who would come. Jesus is the Lamb who was slain. Jesus' blood was shed for us. Jesus is the lion and the lamb. Let's now read what it says in the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation, chapter 5. You're going to want to write this down too. Revelation, chapter 5, verses 5 and 6. Because in Revelation, chapter 5, verses 5 and 6, it says this. It says, the one of the, one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Look, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and loose its seven seals. I saw a lamb in the midst of the throne and the four living creatures and in the midst of the elders standing as though it had been slain, having seven horns and seven eyes, which are seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Now, we're not going to get into meanings of the sevens and all that jazz. However, I'm going to say this to you. You can see that even in Revelation, you will see that the lion and the lamb is going to be here and take care and set us all free as the lion, the lamb has set to do. The Lord Jesus Christ is the lion. He is the lamb and he's here to do both. He is gentle as a lamb. He's strong as a lion. He is the lion. And we are to have that lion setting in us. Yes, we are to be peaceful as a lamb, we are to allow the dove, the Holy Spirit, to lead us and guide us to be peaceful. And yet we're to be bold. We're not to sit back and not speak the truth. We're to be bold and speak the truth. Pastor, how do we do both? I know how. First of all, we ourselves, Philip himself, is not to do the speaking. Now, how is that to be done? By praying. You know how many times I want to say something to people? I personally am talking about me. People say something, I want to go, oh, shut up. I want to say, oh, you be quiet. But I don't. I sit back and I pray. I say, Lord, if you want me to speak, show me now. Speak through me. You take over. You do the speaking. You, and you know what's funny? Sometimes I don't even know what's about to be said. And suddenly things are being said. And I'm like, ooh, where'd that come from? Oh, you know where. From the dove. You know where. Boldness that I don't have myself. You're saying, you're not bold? No, actually I'm not. There's sometimes I'm afraid that people are going to like me anymore because I love them. I want people to love me like I love them. You may not know that about me. It's true. I love everybody. I want them to love me. I don't want them not to like me. But in the end, I love God. I love God more than anyone else. Yes, even more than you. I love God. I've got to. He's my number one. And in the end, if it's my family, if it's my friends, and they're not going to love me because I love God, well, that's just how that is. But the boldness of Christ comes through us 
when we put him first. And the boldness of the lion is going to come out and speak if we ask God to do so. And if we tell God, Lord, if it's not your will, do not allow me. Have that lion shut my mouth. Just like the lion in the uh, cave with Daniel kept its mouth shut. Amen? Amen. In the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew, chapter 10, verses 16 through 20, Jesus said this. Jesus said this to his disciples. He said, look, I'm sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the council. The council, excuse me. And they will scourge you in their synagogue. You will be brought before governors and kings for my sake. For the testimony against them and the Gentiles. But when they deliver you up, take no thought of how or what you will speak, for it will be given you at the time when you speak. For it is not you who speak, but the spirit of your father who speaks through you. This is what I've said. Let the Lord speak through you. Be quiet and speak loud. How can that be? Because it's not us who speaks, and we let God take over. Don't worry about all you know. Worry about what God knows through you. Have courage. Have courage, cubs. Have courage. Have courage, little lambs. Have courage. Have courage of the Lion of Judah and Christ. It says in Proverbs 28, verse 1, Proverbs 28, verse 1, says, The wicked flee. But no man pursues, as we've said before. Remember, this is you, and you follow Christ. The wicked flee when no man pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. When you go throughout this week, this is going to keep going through your mind, through your heart. We're be as bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. Satan's going to come, that fake lion with that fake little mask, trying to pretend to be a lion trying to roar at you, and it's going to sound pathetic. You know why? It's going to sound pathetic because the true lion is going to be living in your heart as he always does. He never leaves. It's bold in your heart. And when Satan's going to try to go at you, you're going to hear the boldness of Jesus Christ go, and that's what's going to come out. The power of God, you're going to hear it. You remember that. Don't let him scare you. He's got nothing. You ever seen a little kitten trying to act big and strong to a big cat? <laughs> it's always pathetic, isn't it? Yeah. And that, that big cat just kind of stands up strong. That's something, isn't it? Well, remember, that that's what the devil, he tried. Now, it's not because of your power, because of the power of Christ in you. Remember that now. Remember. 2 Timothy 1.7. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this. For God has not given us a spirit of fear. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. We have something. Many times we try to pretend that we don't. I say we. I mean the royal we. We try to pretend that we don't. I can't help myself. But we can. Well, we mentioned Daniel a moment ago. In Daniel chapter 6, we know that he was fed to the lions. And we know that that didn't happen. Four chapters later. Four chapters later. 
Uh, well, we know he had faith and courage, and God kept him safe. Four chapters later, in chapter 10, God says this to him. O man, greatly beloved, do not fear. Peace be unto you. Be strong. Be courageous. When he spoke to me, this Daniel spoke speaking now, when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. Now, we know that Daniel's strong. This is a man fed to the lions. Now, folks, I, I must tell you, I try to talk a big talk, but I have a, I have a big feeling. I have a big feeling that if I had been fed to the lions, <laughs> several things would happen. Either I would have passed out or left a spot there. I just simply know one thing. Uh, I would not be near as courageous as I like to say I'd be. You know, uh, the world wants you to run away scared. Uh, there's a movie I love called Three Amigos, and there's a part in that movie where these people say, and this is what the world wants to say to you, Christians, you will die like dogs. And there's a part in that movie that they say, no, we will not die like dogs. We will fight like lions. And I want you to know, Christians, you're not going to die like dogs because you're going to live through the blood of Jesus Christ eternally. So when people want you to die like dogs and run away like dogs, yike, 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 you're not going to do that. You say, no, we will not die like dogs. We will be bold like lions. You remember the lion lives within you. You remember that now. It says in Psalm 31, 24, Psalm 31, 24 says, be strong and he will strengthen your heart. All you who wait for the Lord, be strong. There's so many more that I could read you now. So many more that I could read you now, but I won't. I'll start cutting it down here. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. He will direct your paths. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And you know, Jesus said this. Jesus said this. I got a couple more and we'll be done here. So Jesus said in John 14, 27, Jesus said to the disciples, and this is right before, right before he was put on the cross. In fact, it was at the Last Supper. Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let, your, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be I mentioned that we're in a world right now of a lot of hurt and a lot of fear. And we need courage. And right now, it's very difficult. We see a lot of things going on. We see that we, there's a, a terrible thing with the way the, the, the nation is going. People are sick all the time. Our, our, our president's sick right now. We need to pray for him. And we, uh, we see that there's a lot of things going on with our, our, the budgeting of this uh, nation. We see that we're going through uh, a terrible recession. Or at least it's going that direction. We see the way the heat is. Uh, the heat is on. And we can see that it's a, it's a terrible time, the way a lot of people feel about the way the gasoline prices have been. It may have fallen down a couple cents here and there, but it's still way too high. We know that. We can see the way things are. But we need to put our peace upon the Lord, put our trust on the Lord, because he will lead us and guide us. We don't need to be afraid when we have our trust in him. I seem to, uh, can't help but, Feel peace because I know God's in charge. 
And then when Jesus came back from the dead, he was about to ascend into heaven. He said this in John 16, 33. He said this to his disciples. Of course, he was about to leave the spirit with them, and he knew that. The same spirit that leads us and guides us now. In John 16, 33, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We get troubled. We have difficulties. But Jesus has already overcome the world. We just have to put our faith and trust in him. Remember, the lion has already taken out that, that false lion, the one who's pretending to be a lion, the fraudulent lion who tries to bring fear with the fictitious royal power that he tries to pretend he has. Remember what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Because it says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No one can defeat the lion, Jesus. No one can defeat the lion, the lamb who's already been slain for us. No one can defeat him. He's already won the battle. And finally, finally, I read to you, as I ask you, Who's lion now? Which lion do you have with you? Are you going to have the cowardly lion with you every day, afraid of what the people on social media and on the news and the people around you and your family and the neighbors and all those people think? Are you going to be concerned about what they think as they're listening to the fraudulent lion bringing fear of his fictitious royal power? Or is it going to be the lion, the true lion, the, the powerful royal lion of Jesus Christ who lives within your heart? Whose lion is with you? Is it the lion who lives within you, who's taking you into heaven, or the lion around you who's lying to you all the time? Philippians 1, chapter 20. Or excuse me, I apologize. Philippians chapter 1, verse 20, says this to us as we end here today. Accordingly, it is my earnest expectation and my hope that I shall be ashamed in nothing, but that, but that with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether it be my life or my death. By life or by death. I intend to live boldly and courageously as the lion Christ lives within me. And it could very well be that a lot of times the people around are not going to like us because they see the lion Christ, the lion who is Christ, living within us. But folks, that's just the way it is. And in reality, it's not that they don't like you. They don't like who lives within you. Let it be said that you are bold as a lion, the lion which is Christ, and they see him and they don't want to receive that you have. And so they hear his roar in you, boldly in you. Let's bow and pray. Dear Lord God, I thank you so very much, Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you that you live within us and that you're roaring loud even now. I pray that we be bold, loving and gentle as a lamb and a dove, loving everyone, but not falling for the lies of the prosperity ministers and the progressive teachers, Lord God, who are lying 
trying to get people to come along, Lord Jesus Christ, following the lies of the enemy. Lord God, I pray that we don't follow the fraudulent lion trying to scare people into being cowardly, but Lord God, that we have courage to follow your word and your truth. I pray, Lord God, that your love be felt by everybody and that, Lord God, they will lovingly come into your arms and accept everlasting life. And Lord, that they will follow you, not believing that once they have everlasting life, they can just continue to go back into the ways of the world. We know, Lord God, that we can't lose salvation, but Lord, we want it to be perfectly clear and be seen in us that our actions speak so loud that people can see the courage that we have as we follow you. Lord God, I pray right now, if there be anyone here who's not for certain of their salvation, that this day, that they will make for certain. And Lord God, I pray if there be anyone here who's afraid to stand out for you, that this day, that they'll be that way no longer, that they'll come forward and they'll speak out saying, Lord, I want to boldly live for you. Or if perhaps they're ashamed of times they could have spoken out and didn't, that this day, that they will make a stand. And from this day on, they will be bold. I pray for all of this in your precious holy name, Lord God. And I also pray for this upcoming week of Bible school, that young people will come out, Lord God, and that they will become your little children, Lord Jesus, that they will be the little cubs that follow you from this day on. In Jesus' most holy and precious name, I pray these things. Amen and amen.